Hello and welcome everyone to the next in our series of ISO 2022 podcast. Joining me today is Ian Povey. Many of you will know Ian is NatWest Chief Information Officer for Payment Services and Technology and he also represents the UK sitting on the global board at SWIFT. Welcome Ian. Thank you. Hope you're doing well after our Target 2 and CBPR Plus cutover. Yeah, I'm feeling quite relaxed at the moment. <laughs> Brilliant, superb. Now, we've provided our customers and colleagues with what ISO 2022 means and provided detail on the benefits of ISO on our webinars and our dedicated webpage. But can you share lessons learned from the recent cutover Go Live that will assist our customers with upcoming chaps? Go Live, please. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for everyone to recognise that this is, you know, a multi-year journey as we look at the ter- the various migrations that have already occurred even leading up to the March 20 uh, transition for Target 2 and for SWIFT. So I referred to Singapore and South Africa, for example, going live last August and September respectively. But we need to be drawing on all these lessons as we focus on June for CHAPS and then equally into November for the SEPA migration later in the year as well. The, the lessons really do come down to you know, reinforcing that need for testing and, and recognizing that the testing and the real value of it comes from not just the internalization or the inward looking view of, you know, you know, test data constructed for those purposes, but really tapping into the industry and the enable or participation testing where you can exchange and be um, playing with actual real data in the context of industry grade data as opposed to something that may be generated systemically in house. So that value is one part. I think the other key lesson around that is to not underestimate the power of chaos theory testing. So really looking into the edge cases and the negative cases, not just you know proving out happy path scenarios. I think the key lesson out of March 20 uh, has been reinforced for a few participants is around data and then recognizing that it is the data elements and the construct of those data elements that can trip us up. You know, we are talking about a new message format which has additional data characters and always in a different place to where it used to be and that systems and processes are expecting them. And so when you are faced with that in a different way, you can end up with operational and or customer impacts. The good thing is that we'd be wise to those who can respond quite quickly. I think the other lesson that I really want to sort of tease out here is to recognize that, you know, don't just think about testing for local activity. So obviously chaps is very much focused on the UK. However, there are scenarios where payments traverse different clearing streams. And so it's it's understanding where that does occur in your business operation and, and, and accounting for the difference in the data exchange from one scheme to the next, be it cross-border and domestic scheme, etc. It's not just a technology program. It is about the business processes, the operations, and even the need to look at new product design as we look at the future. We are transforming and building for the future for our payments industry. So let's use that as an opportunity more broadly across the organization uh, that you're sitting within. Brilliant. Superb. Thank you. And now, um, what takes us nicely into what do you think is the most exciting ISO opportunity for NatWest and our customers to grab hold of? Not an easy question, but um, you're the man to answer it. It's not an easy question, but it is one that 
practically globally, everyone should be asking and getting quite proactive around. And we've seen that in certainly the Asia-Pac region, which I clearly come from, uh, and, and on the back of programs like the NPP in Australia for the instant payment scheme domestically there. So, and, and I talk about the concept of overlay services and propositions that can basically be leveraging the foundation or the rails of this new message standard. There are some nuances there, and, and I do want people to not just focus on the payment message, but also there are messages across these rails which are non-payment based, so more for reporting and statementing, you know, uh, reconciliation and the like. And they are equally important in the context of a business operation, but also the opportunity. The I think the other part I really want to remind listeners here on is the ISO message isn't just about a standard transformation or message um, exchange. There are two other factors going on in payments at the moment. One is the velocity of payments, so schemes move towards near real-time instant in the case of MVP in Australia. It's the data and the enhanced and enriched data that's coming and indeed the structured data models that are being built into the message. And then thirdly, we're seeing schemes looking at reviewing their operating hours. So moving from five days a week to seven and from you know hours within the day to 24 hours in the day. Those three dynamics all come together to create the opportunities for us all to work together. And that point is critical. Payments is a network business. No one entity can actually come up with a proposition for themselves. It is going to be about the industry or the ecosystem domestically, regionally, coming together to agree, I guess, the, the foundational rails or the guardrails for that proposition and overlay to come to life. Examples are referenced to, you know, propositions around protecting customers, be they individuals, corporates, or otherwise. It's around CRM, so the whole, um, how we can leverage and understand our customers more and, and, and engage with them. And that engagement comes into the reporting and notifications and, and how we actually can support customers with where is your payment at any point in time uh, and having greater insights, not only from the point of view of payment itself, but being able to support industries and constructs. It's for uh, conveyancing. So we see Pexapay working with Bank of England for the conveyancing and mortgage industry. You can see things around trade finance and embedding of URL links to secure invoicing within the payment message. These are the types of things which people and, and hackathons around the world will be working working on, and it's a huge opportunity for us all. Yeah, superb. And final question then, and so can you provide a little detail on what ISO readiness means for customers? Like you've touched upon a little bit of that um, previously, but I think that if you can give a little bit more detail on what ISO readiness means for our customers, please. And I think this is critical in the context of program planning and organizations as well. It's like, because you can look at the ISO readiness and go, I've got so much I have to do. But you're just really coming back and going, actually, for this current phase, depending on the scheme, it's very much around just the inbound messages and being ready to receive versus actually doing the work to be able to send, which is a choice. Um, but equally, you have that ability to choose on the send side of it, up to a period in time, of course. So, you know, it's really understanding what is the rules for that particular scheme and therefore how much you really need to do and how deep into your organization you need to be ready. For example, you may choose to translate the message up, up front 
and therefore not have to do much work in, in your internal systems because you're receiving the old format. If there's a downside to that, back to the previous question, is then it, it stymies the ability to leverage the new standard and, and the messages going forward. I think the second part then of readiness is that send piece. Ultimately, we all need to be able to send and, and then obviously receive in the first instance. And again, it's going to be about the, the readiness for schemes who may still be transferring only the same data, albeit in a different format, versus schemes who are transforming in a different format and create additional and increased data. Two very important distinctions as regards to your ISO readiness of your systems, but not just your systems, your business processes and operations, as I mentioned earlier, is that such a fundamental part of being able to come out the other side of a migration is a clean and, and non-impacting uh, outcome. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Ian. That was fabulous. That was a great insight into some of the detail and, and ISO. I mean, it takes us nicely into this period of go-live after the previous cutover and the equally anticipated JAPS go-live on the 19th of June that everyone's anticipating. So so just for everyone else, so all customers, you'll find our latest updates on our ISO 2022 webpage which can be found on the business center, including our brochure series and webinar series. You can also ask us any questions via our ISO support at natwest.com or ISO support rbs.co.uk mailbox and on our new ISO 2022 dedicated customer telephone line on 0345-2464-401. And please make sure you keep an eye out for more podcasts and thank you again, Ian, for your assistance. Much appreciated. No worries. Thank you.